mic check one two has any of you ever thought of after life justice I'm not sure if that's the term if there is anything that has already been termed such I am not sure I am not aware but let me define my afterlife justice let's say someone kills your loved one and then they kill themselves right and then you are obviously angry but you cannot do anything about your anger you cannot let it out on anyone you feel like what has happened to you is not just because the person never really got punished right like you, know, you didn't see them you, you didn't kill them or you, like it just happened right but then that let's say destroys your life and everything and then when you die you go to heaven and then you see that person there Like, I'm not sure if we can recognize people after life. Like, recognize as in, like, let's say, let's say you meet your mom. Like, can you be like, that is my mom? Or are we all just random souls hovering around? Like, because if that's the case, if, let's say, communication is like this, let's say everything is as visible as the reality we know, then wouldn't you... Wouldn't those feelings resurface? I mean, not that they were ever dead because you most probably carried them your whole life and could do nothing with them. Now you're seeing the person there in heaven. What, what must be done? Like, is it a matter of practice the religious way, forgive? Or would you like them to be punished for a certain period and back into it like and then what what happens then what does that mean for the perpetrators does it mean let's say for those that actually went to jail then went to jail died in jail and then in heaven you're like no 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 i'm not gonna have this yeah obviously let's say the rules are maybe we are not even able to kill or whatever but like, I'm sure you wouldn't feel great about that. So that like takes me to another thing of politics after life. Would they still be there? Would we still hold grudges on what happened? And would it matter when it happened? Because the time frame differs. I mean, you might find an Afrikaner that was subjected to the Anglo-Boer War concentration camps that the last thing they experienced was them being a victim. And there comes someone who's died in apartheid and they're like, yo, don't even say anything about your struggle. You died. <laughs> and then after that, your people, like, 
the dynamics of it. I mean, everyone is, is, is just worried about getting there. I mean, you have people who do not participate in certain social things or just certain things because of their belief, them thinking that their participation will taint their stance within their religion. <laughs> so like, the dynamics of it. I'm not sure if a lot of people have actually thought of it actively, like, how? How will it be? And will there be time? Because everything, I mean, you as you, everything is relative to present, past, future, which keeps on moving. I mean, what I just said was the past, and now it's the present, which is no longer. So, will, will this be there? Will there be day and night? Made by what? Will it just be fictional sun? Like, will, will it even be physical? Or will it just be spirits? And the spirits, will we know that we are spirits and that we existed before? Hmm. This is... It's actually quite fascinating because no one knows anything, but you can try and imagine what might be, what could be. And then hell, is it really, really, really eternity? Like legit, legit? Or like maybe after a thousand years, there's going to be like a truce or something. <laughs> like... And then, what does that mean for life itself? I mean, wasn't the whole purpose of when you're living, make sure you do good and all that so that you make it happen? I mean, for the religious ones. If all that gets crushed with the truce, was all this worth it? People going to church, going up and down, Holy Ghost fire. Was that worth it if that demon you were trying to cast out and burn so bad is also going to be forgiven and everything's going to be fine? <laughs> or are we just, what, just doing in case? What's happening? And I mean, not to go off topic, but there is the different dimensions. We cannot say there aren't, I mean, because we cannot really fathom them. For us, being able to fathom up to 3D means that the fact that there's 2D and there's certain existences or certain things that exist within 2D planes that are not aware of the 3D plane. That means there must be maybe 4D and 5D. And the 5D, they know about us, the 3D. And they know that we don't know about the 4D. 
But then now we're talking about it, that means we know or we're just imagining. <sighs> because if there is, then it is like a fourth dimension or a fifth dimension, that means that there should be multiple universes that should explain multiple universes being accessible within these dimensions that are just interconnected. I mean, once you get to these higher ones, which we imagine could be complex. So if I have a parallel me, what, what happens? What is it? Does that parallel have their own parallel God? I mean, God is omnipresent, right? That's what the scriptures say. Does that mean omnipresent? As in, he can divide himself into these multiple dimensions. As in, like every, like let's say, let's say there, let's say there's a thousand, right? Um, there may be endless, but let's just, for the sake of arguing and trying to make sense of what we cannot make sense. Let's say there's a thousand of these, of these multiple universes, right? And let's say in another one, let's say I'm in like I'm a serial killer and like I'm just doing like uncivilized stuff. Does that guy, I mean that guy is me, but not really me because they themselves in that universe, they're uh, an extension. I mean, let's say we share the same origin. Yeah, let's say we share the same. We share the same molecular origin. And then somewhere along the lines within the dimensions we got split. Right, and this let's say that. Does that mean that they can be in hell while I'm in heaven? And are they really intertwined as in there won't be some weird glitch where now I'm switched into his find that he's in a prison hell and I didn't do anything. Or is then average out, average all your souls. <laughs> then the one you know, this one did good, but then now on average, <laughs> you were bad. And then it's like hell. <laughs> so, I mean, once you get to multiple stuff, then that, that, just, I mean, in the world alone, I mean, at this point, we're thinking of you as you in the multiple universe. Think of the whole world as like more than 7 billion people on Earth. I saying all 7 billion may have more than a billion different alternate persons or alternate worlds. That's, that's crazy. But the whole alternate universe, multiple universe thing is, I mean, yes, now it's like scientific theory. People are still trying to make sense of it. We're going forward, back and forth. They're going back and forth because it, it's crazy, right? But I mean, there are scriptures that are found. And when I'm saying scriptures, if you're listening, you may be raising your eyebrows going, which ones? 
Yes, not the ones that are conventional and are found in your Bibles. I'm talking about the lost. And by lost, I mean inverted commas. They may have just been tossed out because they might have caused a whole lot of confusion and most of the hope that's ingrained within most of these religions would be lost and possibly render these religions useless. One of these lost ones that I'm specifically talking about is the scripture of Judas. Forgot if it has a real name or whatever. I don't really pay attention much into titles and things I just read. You can Google it and just say the book of Judas or something. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, there's a part where... Like, there are many parts in there. But let me just let me just pick the crazy parts. You can go read. I'm not going to read the whole thing like to you now but like the parts in there there's there's the crazy parts that i remember i like there's a part where there is a talk about fasting and then they were fasting like the disciples and jesus laughed at them like yeah i just laughed and left and judas was sort of the only one that approached Jesus, even though he seemed irritated usually, he would be the one that would ask him anyways stuff. So he asked them, why were you laughing at them, fasting and stuff? He's like, well, they're not doing that for God, they're doing that for themselves. What does that mean? (laughs) You see, it raises more questions than answers. So that's why I'm, I'm guessing it might have been tossed out, those scriptures for the general public just to be reading and everything it can get dangerous real quick because if people think that there's nothing or that this whole thing might be a hoax it can cause problems because internally people what they believe in is that they should be good because they are made from good like they think there's an internal good in them but I mean, there's some people who might just be waiting for the right moment to kill or do whatever it is, but they're just thinking, let me be civilized. I'm a good person. I mean, well, do we know what happens if we take that away? And there's no purpose. We're just living here. We're under this rock and it's spinning and there's a star that's we're spinning around and yeah, it's keeping us warm and everything and giving us energy enough and yeah, blah, 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 blah. We're just living here. There's no purpose really. Like, Imagine if that was the thing, like you're born and you're told that, like people, the shittiest of the shittiest would do the shittiest of the shittiest with no holding back. While everyone else will just do every shitty thing that they're holding back now, just because they're hoping to go to heaven or they think they're good and they should not be thinking those things. It's probably a demon or something. (laughs) So... Yeah, like it's crazy. It's really crazy because there in that scripture, there's a part where Jesus is like, like this part is the craziest. 
I think I lost it for a while after reading this because, yeah, in that part, Jesus basically said that the God that he comes from, like the one that sent him, is not necessarily the one that created us. Basically said that there are 12 universes, six were created by Saklas, and the other six were created by Nebro. And apparently these are the guys who, these are the gods that created us. And really these gods lust for war, hatred, all these, all these things that are currently happening right now. They, they like it, these gods. And then the real god, right, the one who created them and everything else, he was like, fed up. He was like, no, 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 this is not happening. Right? And then he's like, you know what? The problem is, well, this is just me speculating. This is not in the scripture. I'm guessing after they've created us, God, God, the God of Jesus, cannot necessarily just come through and fetch us. Like, I'm guessing there are rules. There are rules. Like, I mean, as much as we might have free will, let's say maybe free will is like this universal internal thing that everything that exists, that exists must have free will. Like, let's say everything that has a soul must have free will. Right? Let's say that's just the universal inert thing. And then even if you had to, to create, let's say little demons create their own little demons somewhere, they will have an inert free will. Right? Maybe that's something that happens. So, my guess is, my thoughts are, the real God cannot just come through and break the rules. Their rules. So the whole thing of earth and human being made from earth and us sort of being bound to the earth and the earthly things, the lust and everything, cannot hold yourself and blah, blah, blah. Those things are because of what is set of where you were made, right? So, it kind of makes sense that the real God, in order to save us, he kind of had to come through, play by the rules, infiltrate the system by impregnating one, let's say, let's say, let's say, let's say, virgin females, let's say they're really pure. Let's say they're so pure that God can directly interact with them. You can, let's say, let's say they are, let's say, I mean, let's say we're created by these foolish gods and then this loophole of us being so good and let's say ending up being pure creates a door that the real God, I mean, they say, I'm not sure which part when they say God does not sin, uh, does, cannot take sin, there's no about the real God or that God, like everything in the Bible, after I read that stuff, it was like, I was not thinking, so which God are they referring to? Are there parts where they're referring to the real God? Because, I mean, Jesus did come through and talked about God. So the parts where maybe the real God is the one that we're being told about. Maybe the First Testament one, the one that was literally burning and everything. Maybe that was that, those are class and those guys 
doing like what they're doing best and then when jesus came through he sort of brought like maybe god's grace within like the world and then that sort of hovers us and until savior day then that link that he made here by dying and spilling blood and sacrificing like these gods like the sacrifices he did that to give and enter the system so that he breaks us out sort of yeah not like prison break i think it was like michael schofield <laughs> yeah i came through to go inside suffer like us and then we are he's planning now to get us out yeah so now we're, we're sort of we we must just cling to him and wait until the day to escape and then he'll come so that's why it sort of makes sense that god had to be human and i mean explain it by saying he's the son of god i mean he says the son because i mean he's born by a woman into earth so he's someone's son but then it's still god but god in the flesh but then i'm guessing if they say god is a trinity there might be i don't know does that mean three identities <laughs> i don't know because there's a part where i mean when Jesus was dying, like the human part was not for it. It was like, yo, God, why did you forsake me? I mean, if he's God, why is he asking himself, why am I, like, is he saying, yo, did I, am I regretting it now? Or like, what does it really mean? So, it kind of makes sense that he came as himself as a human to now carry everyone's sin and declare that while he's being called declare that to everyone that is carrying everyone's sin this blood that is spilling is for everyone's sin to wash away and he dies right goes to heaven maybe that was like that direct link he needed because maybe he didn't have a direct link that direct link he needed and then through Jesus Christ, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. So if you just keep with Jesus, you'll go with the right God at the end of the day. So it's it, it sort of, that makes sense for me. It makes sense for me. I'm not sure if it makes sense for someone. It makes sense for me. So in that regard, then you look at it and you're like, okay. So does that mean that we are not really like perfect creatures? Because... <laughs> If we are made in his image and then these are not really the ones we like, then wouldn't it make sense that we have so many people in jail and stuff? That maybe it's just by God's grace that everyone else that's not doing evil, it's God's grace. Then everyone else is just the nature in the image of a circular neighbor. Like everything happening, it, it, it would make sense. It would make sense. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, let's... Let's wrap it up there. For now. Genesis. Genesis. <laughs> Cheers. Till next time. Whoa, whoa. Mash the wall.